0: Hello, you're listening to Our Walk, the podcast that talks to real people with real stories about a real God. Each episode, we talk to people and we split it up into three parts. Part number one, your childhood. What was it like growing up? Where did you grow up? How was your family? What were they like? Part number two is encountering God. Did you go to church? If not, how did you get to come to church? When did you meet God or encounter him? At what moment strengthened your relationship with him? And part number three, what has changed since encountering God? What has changed in your life, your personality? Each week I am joined by my co-host Steve, I am Luke, and this week we are joined with by Eva.
1: So Steve, how are you? Yeah man, I'm good. I'm glad we are back.
0: It's yes. been a little bit of a break. It before. has been a little bit of a break. Me and Steve have just been uh, reorganising stuff with this podcast. Um, it's stuff that we'll tell you in a future day. But um, today we are speaking to Eva Verusta.
2: Oh well done you. That's a good Polish accent. A couple of more times and you're gonna be fluent in Polish.
1: Awesome. And you absolutely did not have to ask how to pronounce
0: that. I didn't. No, 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 I knew it straight away, definitely. Absolutely. (laughs) So how are you ever? She's great. As your, as your, she's got a phone
2: <laughs> Makes some
0: quacking noises. How are you?
2: I'm, sir. So, I'm absolutely fine, thank you. Lovely to have you here.
0: Awesome. Yes, and we are recording your house at the moment, which is absolutely fantastic. Never been here before. And I keep looking around, noticing things. I'm like, whoa, what's that? What's that? But yeah, I like that sword on the wall.
1: <laughs> Obviously, been
0: used before.
1: Uh, watch what you're saying, Luke. It <laughs>
2: was my, fi- my husband's. Favourite one, I bought it for him during one of the trips to Poland during the oh, summer holiday. Very yeah, nice. oh, yeah. lovely. I was quite fond of it.
0: Awesome. So, without uh, dilly dallying. Dallying. without dilly dallying, we shall crack on. Um, Eva, would you like to tell us a bit about your childhood and what it was like growing up and stuff?
2: Yeah, um, well, I'm Polish, <laughs> born and bred. I was born in Gdańsk, Poland. Um, as you probably know you know Poland is Polish nation all Polish nation is almost in 98 percent Catholics so that's how I was brought up. Um, We used to go to church, Um, I had some religious education uh, attached to the church as well because obviously that was the communism government you know so religious education School was forbidden, you know, um, so the church was the only link to religious education. But um, uh, everything was circling around church dogmas, tradition. Um, I was actually scared of church, to be honest, oh, wow. absolutely terribly bold.
1: Mm. What made you scared of it?
2: Because, you know, um, it was always punishment there. So that's how I remember um, God, as I may say, you know, that he was some um, uh, figure who didn't actually like us, you know. He was just there as a figure to um, um, just... Tell us off, you know, whatever we have done wrong and uh, sin was always there. You know that uh, it was always emphasised. You know that um, we are the sinners. We are the bad buddies. You know, and uh, yeah, that was always like that. So um, and I. I had to go to church because there was no other way, you know, my parents used to go to church, you know, and we had to, mm. it was no other option actually, so, um, so yeah, but it was boring, you know, it was nothing exciting about it, you know, except obviously Christmas because uh, because obviously, you know, we had some Christmas presents and yeah. that, that was it, you know, that was all, mm. nothing spiritual in it at all, so... Um, I'm not sure if I enjoyed it, to be honest, but I had no other options at the time.
0: And how long was this? How many years?
2: Um, Well, uh, until, well, there was primary, secondary, Mm -hmm. and then secondary, uh, and that was it. You know, they didn't bother to push us any more in that direction, you know, so, yeah, that was it
1: what about your family so obviously you mentioned your parents have you got any siblings
2: yeah i have my sister i've got sister younger sister um much younger about 10 years younger so uh, it was a huge gap you know uh, between us so and i left poland when i was about 25 so i hardly remember my sister um uh, obviously because she was so much younger you know we had completely different interests you know she was still at school while I was already uh, working you know so um, she was my younger baby sister mm. so um, we didn't socialize together for obvious reasons because of the, the age gap uh, but she was into church probably more than I was right um, I was the rebellious character unfortunately you know so if I didn't like something if I didn't agree with something if uh, something wasn't the way it should be you know I was always the first one to speak up okay and there were things happening you know around the church which I didn't like and I questioned this. I was brave enough to ask questions, awkward questions. Um, my sister, kind of, um, she, she, she's completely different. She's, she's opposite, you know. So she comply with everything, you know. Uh, so she was into church more than I was, until she grew up, and uh, <laughs> she was able to see what I saw earlier. Uh, unfortunately. So yeah.
1: Um, so you mentioned you moved from Poland to England when you were twenty-five. What? What? Why?
2: Because we've got extensive family over here. Uh, so I just came visiting. You know, I was uh, old enough. I was uh, o- already financially independent. You know, so I could finance this um, uh, this holiday myself. I've got cousins, there is extensive family um, on my mum's side, my granny's and my granddad's side, Mm. so uh, cousins, extensive uh, aunties, uncles, you know, so um, this is the uh, emigrations of Polish people who came to uh, Great Britain after Second World War. Our family has been touched by uh, loads of tragedies um, when po- Poland was invaded by not only Germans but by Soviets as well. Mm. Um, and my family, members of my family, were forcibly displaced. They were taken from their homes during the night by s- Soviets, by Soviet army and the reason for them to be taken it was just because they were landowners, they were educated people, civil servants and uh, they were regarded as an enemy of the Soviet state and that was their only crime and they were hurdled to their cattle wagons and taken to Siberia, to the labor camps. Right. So obviously later, um, it's a long journey. Um, they were liberated, actually Stalin pushed by Soviet, by uh, allies like Americans, England, English and, f- and f- uh, France, uh, French governments. You know, obviously they he had to let those people uh, go. So, yeah, they were free to go. So they walk from Siberia, south, to um, uh, Asia, you know, through Persia, then Tehran, now, um, to Asia, to um, British colonies. They stopped in Bombay, um, some of them. Uh, They lived there for about five years, and uh, they came to Africa, another British colony by uh, Lake Victoria, Uganda. Uh, And then from there, they came to Poland. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, I've got extensive family over here. Mm -hmm. (coughs) So that was the reason I came, I mean, you know, visiting. I always wanted to come to to England as well, because at college I was uh, studying English. Uh, so that was a kind of a motivation as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. how I ended up. So you
1: mentioned being financially independent. Then how how were you financing yourself? <clears throat>
2: I had a business in Poland.
1: A business. What was your business doing?
2: Um, you have to remember, Poland was at um, very difficult and dramatic. Uh, times at the mo- at, at that time uh, we're talking about uh nineteen eighties uh so the solidarity movement was uh kind of very active at that time, and people were very frustrated you know we had enough of the communist government in Poland you know so yeah. Uh, many political uh, uprises, you know, and uh, economically Poland was um, on its knees if not lower. So we were lacking of absolutely everything, you know, so I was trying to patch up the, you know, um, the gaps Mm. in the market, you know, so we were producing, you know, um, um, men's uh, shirts. because you know it was nothing there, you know, mm. especially for people of um, extreme sizes, you know. Either way, um, because it was nothing available there, you know. So um, yeah, I, wow. I manage. I manage <laughs> kind of. You That's know. cool. Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah. So you say you came to England visiting. Mm-hmm. What made you stay?
2: <laughs> I met my husband. <laughs>
0: hmm. <laughs> you met your husband here. England, yeah. uh, no, we've oh. met
2: in Poland because he was visiting family in Poland, you know, it was yeah. a family gathering, you know, and that's how we bumped into each other. And then um, when I came here, you know, um, obviously we we see each other here and that's how it
0: started. Mm. Okay, awesome. Um, going back a bit, so you said that um, when you were a child, you know, your parents made you go to church and stuff and then... Once you got older, you kind of sort of rebelled sort of against it. It, it wasn't for you. You found it boring. So was there quite a, a big gap? Like, are we talking years where uh, you weren't going to church? Was there a period where you had no sort of uh, uh, faith or anything, any relationship with God? Was there a big gap there?
2: Um, I at that time I had no relation, relationship. You know, intimate relationship with God. Hmm. Uh, in the understanding, in that understanding I have now, okay, obviously, you know, um, I knew about God, I knew about Jesus, um, and the Holy Family, you know, Mm. and the Catechism, you know, we had to kind of memorize by heart. Yeah. Um, And... uh, praying was just repeating those verses you know we've picked up from the prayer book you know um, but it meant nothing to me obviously yeah. you know but even then you know i knew there is something you know because i always i can i can see it now because obviously now i've met god in a real way mm. um now i know that that inner voice was with me all the time now i know it was the holy spirit at the time i didn't know that yeah but i know it was something there always you know i felt that presence you know although i couldn't put the right name to it um, but i felt it even then because I went through a lot in my life, um, very stressful situations, you see, mm. but for some reason I always knew i will be fine. yeah. Um, so yes, um, I've experienced you know um, presence of 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 Lord even then, although I wasn't necessarily aware that right. was him. okay
1: awesome mm-hmm. Great. Well, we've touched on it a little bit, so we'll go into more depth in When You Met God uh, in part two, but we'll take a quick break and we'll come back while we enjoy more of these gingerbread, which you've given to us and I'm obsessed with. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs)
0: so we had a fantastic part one just learning about your sort of upbringing ever and what you've been doing in your sort of earlier life and stuff like that uh, now in part two is where we talk about encountering God so what how did this all start so you know you had sort of left Poland you came to live here stuff like that what what were the first steps of you coming to know God for who he truly is
2: well, when I came to England, obviously, you know, um, I was heavily involved in Polish uh, community here in Reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and obviously the Polish, uh, Polish parish was, uh, uh, how shall I put it, um, circulating around the church, obviously, Polish church at Watlington Street, you know, Sacred Heart Church and uh you know my husband and uh his parents you know once they came here to to England you know they ended up uh in Hull first where that's where the ship from Africa came from Uganda, and then they migrated uh south uh, they actually i said it wrong you know they've been relocated in uh uh transition um, in uh, transit camps mm-hmm. Uh, temporarily, obviously. Uh, so they ended up here in Checkendon, which is outside Reading. And they stay stayed there for about 10 years. And then after that, you know, the camp uh, was closed and people moved, you know, to neighbouring towns, villages. You know, they um, assimilate, you know, with uh, a local community. Uh, and uh, my husband uh, initially lived, In um, Benson, because he used to work in Oxford for Leyland for the car company, and um, uh, when he got divorced, he came here to Reading, Um, and obviously straight away, you know, looking for another Polish people, and uh, we had parish already established here, so he came and joined in, you know, and the same, uh, and that's what I did, and uh, obviously we had a club there, Mm. a Polish club, and we had Polish Saturday school. So I immediately got involved in everything. Uh, And obviously church was the pivotal part of the Polish community life. And uh, I joined in, you know, um, but it was more or less the same as it was uh, in Poland. Mm. Exactly the same thing plus politics. Right. Um, And that's, you know, this is a very bad combination, church and politics, and I didn't like it at all. So things were from bad to worse, Mm -hmm. and uh, I left because I wasn't happy at all, and I'm not going to go into the details because that's not relevant. Yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. but I simply had enough, you know, to the point, you know, that I was actually uh, questioning, you know, what God has got to do with it. If God, uh, I don't want to associate God with that because deep down, you know, I knew this has got nothing to do with God. It's just bad people. Yeah. Um, and I never had a problem. I never had problem with God never because even though you know i was never told and taught that you know but for some reason i felt it you know yes you know, it's just not possible that god you know can associate himself with something like this mm. never so uh yes um i left but i didn't leave god
1: Mm, you just left the church
2: i just left that bad church yeah those bad people representing god Mm. um and that was the best decision i have ever made in my life um at that point obviously carolina i was already uh, born um when we left I mean she was um, a part of the community as well and the Polish Saturday School as well absolutely she (laughs) because I spent every single free minute of my life uh, there I was so dedicated and devoted to uh, because I'm very proud of my Polish um, heritage and that's why you know um, I put my uh, volunteering uh, into the Polish community Um, uh, Karolinka, we gave Karolina, my husband and I decided we're gonna, we will give her uh, upbringing, you know of both culture, cultures, you see, so we made sure that she could speak Polish, that she attend Polish Saturday school, so she will know about the, her Polish heritage, but at the same time because she was born here and uh, obviously um, we made sure you know that she will know about um, English culture and language uh, as well and then uh, we decided you know uh, that that will be her choice Mm. Uh, in the end you know whatever choices she will make it will be her choices you see Mm. but we gave her Good start, hmm. and the options and you the gave options. her options. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but when I left, when when I left uh, the Polish community, with Polish um, church, and the Polish community, uh, I remember Kate, Kate, um, Amy's mum, Kate Pierce, because Carolina and Amy they used to go to the same school. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kate was asking me so many times, when are you going to come and join my church? When are you going to come <laughs> and join my church? I said, oh, I've got no time for your church. You know, I've got <laughs> enough of my church, you know, <clears throat> because I was completely, you know, drowned, you know, into the Polish church and the Polish community. I said, I've got no time for your church, Kate. And that was for years. And I remember when Carolina, this... Uh, discovered you know Live Spring Church led by Amy mm. um, and I remember taking her to various meetings you know taxing her to um
1: Oh, Prospect School. Prospect School, yeah, yeah. I
2: remember, you know, even there, you know, I've been actually invited to a few functions then. I went, obviously, and then Katie always, you know, when are you going to come and join this church? I said, oh, come on, Katie, give me a break. <laughs> I've got no time for that. <laughs> so eventually, once when I said yes, she almost had a heart attack. <laughs> Uh. And that was at the time when Carolina <coughs> Pardon me. That was the time when Carolina was accepted to Cardiff University right. and Carolina um she said, "Mum, Mum, you have to come and join my church. It's absolutely fantastic. You will see how lovely it is, you know, you will meet very nice, interesting people. Because if I leave, you know, to Cardiff, you're going to be here on your own. Mm. <clears throat> and, you know, I was ready. At that point, I was ready. Yeah. And I said, all right, I will.
1: Mm. Awesome. Great. So that got you into Lifespring. Yeah. And then since you've been in Lifespring, you've met God and he's become like the real God. You've met him. He's become real to you and you've got a relationship going with him.
2: No, it wasn't that easy
1: no. <laughs> Didn't think it would be well, please, yeah, please, <laughs> because
0: tell us. you have to
2: remember you know uh, my history, where I came from, yeah, from what background and after what experiences, right, so I came to the church and I was thinking, oh, this is another one, you know mm-hmm. so your church, our church mm-hmm. now, okay, was kind of on probation, you know, yeah. On, trial you know i was watching you all <laughs> while, you know <clears throat> i was watching you and i was just saying to myself this is not possible these people you know so nice surely you know they must be tired to be so nice all the time you know that's not right you know my people at church in polish church you know um, i mean they were all right they were okay you know regular people you know but It was something different you know you could you know I could pick it up straight away and I was thinking you know are they all all the time like that
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and then obviously um, I was talking and looking at pastor Nev and Jackie Pastora you see and uh, others you know um, and I was thinking you know pastor you know um, he's he caught my eye straight away, you know, how humble he was all the time and how humble he still is. I compared him I know it's not right, you see, but I was comparing him to uh the pastors, the priests, you know, um in Polish church. Mm. And um yeah, he came up with the flying colours. <laughs> yeah, good. I was um I was really taken, you know, by his uh, humbleness.
0: Yeah. So it seems like, you know, your past experiences with church and the stuff that built walls that had to be, yeah. you know, knocked down. And God used the people at this new church to sort of show you that they're, you know, is something different to what you had experienced yeah. before. And so that knocked the walls down. That's absolutely, absolutely. incredible. So... Yeah. Uh, from that, you know, were there ever were there more moments that sort of gave you clarification of who God was? You know, was there a moment where you actually really encountered His presence and was impacted by that? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes, because um, when I was um, at school, religious education, um, they never they never encourage us. To do the Bible studies
1: right
2: rather opposite right it was always that middleman between us and God mm. the priest and they had their own agenda okay they didn't like people thinking free people asking awkward questions mm. question mm. them question their behavior Okay. The here, you know, we are encouraged to read the Bible, to study Bible because Bible is the word, okay, of Jesus Christ of God, okay? And I always, you know, when I uh, at the beginning, obviously when I started, you know, um looking at the Bible, I realized the Bible this is the life manual Mm
0: -hmm.
2: i couldn't believe it you know i was absolutely astonished for me it's a discovery i'm i'm over 50 now you know and i'm just discovering these things you know and i'm happy i'm i'm absolutely over the moon with this but at the same time i'm i'm angry because i could have been introduced to this so much earlier in my Mm -hmm. life yeah right Mm But hey-ho, you know, better later than not at Never, all. Never, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, yes, um, that was beautiful. And uh, the idea, when I looked at uh, the Life spring Church, when I looked at the people uh, in that church, I, I realized, you know, that this is the church I always wanted to belong to. And this is the church, um, this is my idea of church. It's not the building, it's not the bricks and the beautiful golden waters inside. Mm. It's the people. Yeah. Is the church working for the community, with community, within the community. Mm. And that's the idea I like about it because I am the person, you know, hands-on, Action helping, you know giving, you know, that's how I liked it, you know And that's what I was trying to do in my Polish church here. Yeah um, And when I came to life spring, you know, I Immediately felt that presence, you know, mm. and I thought this is it. I'm gonna stay here. This is my home
1: wow. Yeah, incredible
2: and the people I remember the first time when I came, you know, when I, I sat there, Carolina I was in Cardiff, so I was, my own, I was on my own. And uh, Jackie, um, Jackie Jackson? Yeah. She came to me. She introduced herself, you know, and she started talking to me. And it was so lovely. You know, Kate was with me as well, you know, obviously, but she was busy. But what I'm saying, you know, that's that kind of stuff doesn't happen in Polish church? Yeah. Okay? And then obviously, um, I've been watching all the time, you know, I've been watching, um, especially Pastor, Pastor Neville, you know, his humbleness um, really caught my heart. Mm. So I said, yeah, this is the leader, you know, worth following. Um... And the whole idea of the church is absolutely fantastic. Uh, now I know that God works through us. Yeah. Now I know that uh, we people of the church, we are kind of an extension of His eyes, of His hands, of His heart, and absolutely, uh, I just love this idea. Mm. And that's how I think you know, church should look like. Mm. Um, really happy. So would you say God
1: of kind of revealed himself and became more real to you through the people yeah. at the church? and definitely. Awesome.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Starting, as I said, you know, starting with uh, Pastor Knife mm. because, you know, I've got this embedded in my head, you know, that um, good leader is the key, you know.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
2: It's, it's the key, obviously. So, um, his humbleness, you know, really caught my eye and caught my heart.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's a great way to end part two. Uh, we'll take a little break and come back to part three and find out like what's changed in your life uh, since encountering God. So, yeah.
1: back, back for part three. And part three ever is how things have changed, what has changed in your life since God became real to you rather than some distant judging character and more of a real loving God. So, well, where do you want to begin? (laughs) What's changed since you came to last spring and God kind of became loving and real to you?
2: Um it's a real eye opener, obviously i become part of the church beautiful church you know and uh, um i become a part of the uh cell group you know the 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 meeting the prayer group actually mm-hmm. you know so um the discussions um and uh Saturday, sunday's um meetings at church. I remember at the beginning, you know, I was so eager to find out as much as possible. So every Sunday, um, every Sunday service for me, it was like recharging my batteries. Mm -hmm. You know, I just wanted to know more and more and more. I just wanted to catch up on wasted time. Um, And at that point. I realized, as I told you, you know, that the Bible, you know, is like a life uh, real manual, you yeah. know, because, you know, every possible situation in one's life is actually addressed in the Bible. You've got answers, you've got advisors you know, for every possible situation. I didn't know that before. so. At the same time when I was rejoicing you know and being happy you know and felt kind of supported and uh, um, uh, how shall I put it um, uh, comfortable with it at the same time I was angry you know that why didn't I know that before you know mm. why why they didn't tell me this you see they robbed me you know of of that but you know enough is enough, um, I'm not dwelling on this anymore, I'm not wasting my time on, on, on that negativity, you mm. know uh, so every Sunday, you know, that was like coming back, you know, after a week of you, you know, challenges and everything in my life, you know, I was coming for more, more, you know, advice for more support, for more kind of um, energising myself Yeah. and uh and uh, at the same time you know during the you know the the, the meetings during the week you know with, with girls uh, at the cell you know you could raise whatever issue with them you know and, and have advice and support and prayer and uh, actually for the first time in my life I discovered I was advised and I was told by Nev by uh, Pastora Jackie and other members of my church, my cell leader, Kate, and other ladies from my cell, that I can have private, personal, intimate relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And that was the best discovery ever. I didn't know that before. as I said, I am a rebellious soul and I didn't like, you know, these kind of repetitive uh, prayers, you know, from my childhood because it didn't mean anything to me and it was boring and it was just pushing me from the church Uh, not the other way okay so i knew there is something not right you know so i was praying with my own words Mm. even then Mm. i thought it's probably more useful than anything else obviously Mm. but i didn't say to anybody because i didn't want to be told off okay so i kept it for myself but now I know that this is this is the way to do it and uh, I'm still learning obviously mm. I think I'm getting better um, but it's fantastic but now that voice inside me is much clearer yeah. much louder um, that voice was there that presence was there with me in my difficult times I felt it then now I can put name to it yeah um so I knew you know I was watched I knew I was supported and I knew I was looked after even then but now everything makes sense it does awesome. um, I was going through traumatic times in my life um about 25, in 1992, so how many years ago? 26 years ago mm-hmm. now. That was actually uh, shortly, a couple of years after I came to England. That was um, two years after I got married. Um, now we know that I've already, at that time, was sick. Mm-hmm although my illness didn't kind of manifested itself uh, that much but uh, just to show the long story short uh, cut the long story uh, long story short Mm. in 1992 I uh, was operated on I had a tumor on my lungs on my lung Mm. I was very unwell at that time Uh, and I was in the battle hospital. Uh, At the time, they didn't know about that, yet. you know, they were thinking, you know, they have got very bad uh, asthma. I was really in a bad way. It was Christmas. I ended up there after Christmas because doctors, you know, they were saying, you know, I've got just bad cold Mm. for about a week. Um, And after Christmas, um, I went down with pneumonia So the ambulance rushed me into Battle Hospital. At that point, you know, I was really very unwell. Anyway, they managed to um, bring me, kind of, you know, stabilize me, you know. So after a couple of days, I was well enough to sit up. And then um, the doctor came and she said, yeah, well, uh, we will do the bronchoscopy, you know, to have a look at your lungs. And then they discovered that growth anyway I was very uh, weak so they put me on the very high dose of steroids and uh, obviously as you may know uh, with that dose of steroids you know you basically like you are on overdrive right you can you know you can't sleep you know um, at all so I was like a zombie for seven days and nights, you know, I didn't sleep at all. I was just pacing the corridors at Patel Hospital. I remember one night I came, I was just pacing up and down the corridor, and uh, that was that um, bay, and next to the door mm-hmm. was a bed <coughs> with um, the with gentleman on it, you know, who was... In, was quite unwell Uh, that was the cardiac uh, bay and uh, he saw me because I was just pacing up and down, up and down you know and once I came to the door you know he just moved his hand because he was really unwell, he just moved his hand like you know he was just asking me to come over so I came to him and he just asked me to sit on the bed so I sat on the bed next to him and he said to me are you okay? With a very, very uh, weak voice. I said, Not really. And he said, What's the matter? Um, so I told him uh, that, you know, I had a bronchoscopy done, you know, and I've got the tumor on my lung. They just took the biopsy and I'm waiting for the results, you know. And I'm absolutely terrified. And he just took my hand and my nails are terrible now. <laughs> 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 but but they're very strong and by nature, normally, you know. And at that time, you know, because it was Christmas after Christmas, so I had my nails down, they were nice red, bright red colour and they were very long. So he took my hand and he said, Listen, woman with hands and nails like that, it's not possible that you're gonna die. You're you're not you're not dying, you will not die, not today, not tomorrow, not in the near future. Mm. You'll be fine. Mm. I just, you know, and that struck me, you know, honestly. Mm. I, it was such a kindness in, in his voice and such encouragement, although, you know, he was so very unwell himself, mm. he could barely breathe, you know. And I thank him for that encouragement, you know, and I wished him all the best, you know, and I went. In the morning, the next day, you know, I thought it would be nice to go back and chat to him and say thank you again. Yeah. So I went, came to the same bay, then the same bed, the bed was made up, Hmm. nobody in the bed, you know, everything was his possessions, you know. The bedside uh, table, everything, you know, was uh, was cleaned, you know, like ready for a new patient, you know. So I asked the nurse, you know, thinking the worst, I asked, you know, where is that gentleman? And she just looked at me, looked at the bed, and she said, what gentleman?
0: Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) 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 What? Oh,
2: And I just looked at her and I said, well, well, he was here last night, you know, I was talking to him. Yeah. She said, no. (laughs) Hmm.
1: Well, Crazy. it does say that angel, oh, yeah. angels walk among us without us realising, right? Yeah. So.
2: Honestly, but he was there. He held my hand, you know, and I was talking to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness me. Every time I say this, you know, I just get emotional.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but he was there.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Amazing. So, um, well, there you are. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. So, what would you say? So, ever now is obviously much different to the ever of 20 years ago it is what would you say what would current ever say to ever of 20 years ago the one that was going through dark times didn't know God like she does now what would you like what kind of advice would you give to her what would you say to her about God
2: I mean he's absolutely fantastic you know he's my best friend he is he, he is there all the time and uh I can trust him. Um, I can talk to him at any time and I can say anything to him. Um, He is my best friend. I've got such peace inside me. It's just amazing, you know. People who know me from before people from my childhood, you know, and even my immediate family, like my sister, my parents, you know, my cousins, you know, they, they know me, that I used to be the warrior. I mean, warrior. I was warring for myself, mm. for the rest of the family, for the rest of the world, you know, for everyone. <coughs> now, I am at such peace, and people can recognize that. People can notice that. And I... I gain that peace through God. I gain that peace knowing God because I know that uh, you know you can do certain things in flesh obviously but not everything but you can do everything with God.
0: So we're back, and wow, just what an incredible journey you've uh, had ever. Um, literally just before we, well, just in the break we had, we were just sort of talking about that story again about mm-hmm. that man in the hospital, just absolutely incredible. Um, this, in this part ever, we usually ask the people who we're interviewing if they have any prayer requests, uh, so the people that are listening can pray for. Um, do you have any in particular that you'd like prayer for?
2: Yes, um, if you can pray for me that I can learn how to listen to God even better. I'm learning this, Mm. Um, I just want to learn how to see His uh, directions, Uh, how can I understand better, you know, the directions and the communication from him, you know. I'd like to improve this as much as possible, I'm doing my very best uh, at this moment, because I think it's absolutely fascinating, absolutely exciting and it's absolutely fantastic, you know, the way he meets you, you know, and the way he uses, you know, others whatever they are i mean whoever they are people from church or others or or, or social media or any other means you know because god is everywhere mm-hmm. and if you can only you know learn how to um see those um signs it, it's absolutely fantastic and very exciting you know so yes please please pray for for this um yeah um, Oh, I'm lost for words. Development. Development, yeah. Deepening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Of course. Yes. Awesome.
1: And there was one other thing you wanted to say, which you mentioned in the break?
2: Absolutely, yes. I, if I may use this platform to say thank you to my church, thank you to the people in the church, every single one of you, because you were there for me, um, especially during, you know, very difficult times, especially at the time when my husband died church uh, was there for me <laughs> um, so yeah if I can say thank you very much um, to Pastor Nev to um, Pastor Rajaki uh, all of you people um, I don't know where I would be have been you know without you I just don't even want to think um, where I have you know what would have ha- happened to me um but with your help, with the guidance I know you were extension of God, as I, if I may say. Mm. God was talking through you uh, to me, so yes, thank you very much um, I will always remember that.
0: Mm. Well as part of the same church, thank you ever for being a part of it, you yeah. have been such an incredible person to be part of this family of uh our church isn't that right mm. steve
1: real blessing yeah.
0: absolutely so yeah you're a wonderful lady and you know just oh, finding more about oh, you on, today <laughs> <laughs> finding out more about you today you know it's just made you become more of an incredible person in my eyes and i'm yeah, sure so uh, steve, steve. You, yeah. yes words. but thank you thank you for sharing your story my with pleasure. us today and yeah, I'm going to listen to this one again (laughs) (laughs) it's my pleasure, thank you thank you for um,
2: possibility, thank you for um, opportunity that was my pleasure, I enjoyed Mm. it very much
0: awesome, thank you to our listeners that are listening Uh, again, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can you can get in contact with us on Facebook, just search Our Walk find us on Twitter, follow us at Our Walk Pod Or you could simply email us at ourwalkpod at gmail.com. This has been, again, incredible thank you, Eva. And thank you, Steve, for co-hosting. And thank you, me, (laughs) for also hosting. And we'll see you all again soon. Goodbye.
1: Bye.
2: Bye.
0: I don't even know what that means. (laughs) It means goodbye. Oh. Well, it does, doesn't it? Yeah.